Last year, we had three brand new sellers on an episode with the promise they'd come back to let us know how they did. And they're back with three completely different outcomes that show how there's no one definition of success. We also have a set of three new sellers who are all about to launch their first product. And despite being new, they already have some cool strategies that they're gonna tell us about, such as going after a higher priced product and building an Instagram audience to over 100,000 people to help with their launch. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And I've got three guests back on with us. They were here a little over a year ago. Their original debut on the Serious Sellers Podcast was episode 39. So guys, if you wanna get a lot of their backstory, please go back there. But let me just welcome really quickly to the show, uh, Adriana, Simon, and Mayana. Welcome back, guys. Hi. Hello. Thank you, Bradley. Thank you, Bradley. All right. Now, the original, you know, for those of you who didn't listen to that, episode. I had picked three different ones who were had just started on Amazon or were thinking of starting on Amazon. And I said, Hey, I want to, you know, chronicle your journey just to see where you're at in a year and see what you guys were planning on doing. And I think it's important that we have this episode because so much in the industry, sometimes I see that people, you know, you guys see Facebook ads with the Lamborghinis and, and you see these promises of glory, as long as you start, you know, going on Amazon. And what I wanted to do is I, I had no idea what would turn out, you know, between these three, you know, I know they're cool people. So that's why I had them on, but I didn't want it to be a fact where, okay, I'm only going to invite them back as long as they became seven figure sellers or something. But I think it's important for everybody to understand that Amazon isn't always rainbows and unicorns, you know, and, and you shouldn't be upset if things don't go exactly as planned. And it's important that you understand the struggles that everyday real life person like you or I goes through in their existing journey. So I think a lot of you existing sellers out there who are already selling, you'll find some benefit in this episode because we're going to be talking to these three again. And in, at the end of the episode, we're going to have three brand new people that we're going to chronicle for the next year. But if you're a brand new seller or thinking of selling, I really think you should pay attention to this episode because you're going to see what kind of struggles that these individuals have had over the last year. And at the end of the day, if you decide that Amazon isn't the way to go or you postpone it, really want to make sure everybody understands that there is nothing wrong with that. All right. Amazon is just one of the many ways that people can use to make money. And, and hopefully we'll, we'll get a little bit of that today. So let's first go ahead and start with uh, Adriana. Now, if I recall correctly, Adriana, uh, when we talked last year, um, uh, you were, you were living in Mexico, you know, that's where, that's where you're from. And you were having an amazon.com business. And I believe you, you had just started with, with one product at that time. Was that, is that correct? Correct. I actually, right after, I think after our talk, I launched a second product and then a third one. And, and yeah, right now I'm researching for my fourth product. Okay, cool, cool. So, so you, you, you know, we're starting to scale your business. And at the time you were working full-time at like some kind of office job, right? Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. And is that still the case? Uh, no, I, I, it actually, um, that job just ended uh, 
yeah, in April, basically. So this is my first uh, <laughs> my first month doing FBA full time. Okay, so now FBA is your full time business, but are you making enough to support yourself, or still not yet? Just just yes, from your Amazon actually, business? Yes, actually, just recently. And um, I mean, funny thing is that I was uh, I mean I was ready to yeah I guess I, I, I was looking forward to do FBA full time, and then coronavirus hit. Um, and that, of course, my, my products took a, a hit because they're in niches were niches that took a hit, of course. And so, but yeah, hope, I mean, it's starting, the sales are coming back up. And so I'm hopeful that it was just, you know, like a momentary glimpse in there. Um, and so, yeah, doing, doing this right now. So, so, I mean, th this is your only income and it's enough. The profit that you make from Amazon is enough to support you or you're, you're, you're still breaking even or what's, what's going on there? Yeah, I, I recently, um, as I said, uh, a month before coronavirus happened, uh, I broke even. So it took me a little bit. It, it took me a little while, actually. Um, and then coronavirus happened and all that. And so that, of course, um, I guess, affected my finances as well. But uh, now I'm in, in a good space right now, just recently, actually. Okay. All right. Interesting. Now, what were some other obstacles that, you know, it's been a year since we've talked on the show. What were some other obstacles other than coronavirus? You know, maybe you're probably in a niche, you know, that got hit, you know, like maybe uh, travel party supplies niche, you know, anything like neck pillows, people who, who were selling neck pillows, like absolutely, you know, took a bit, took a big hit, but that's obviously, you know, one of the big obstacles that happened to you that was unforeseen, but what else, what other kind of hiccups did you run along the way in the last year? I guess, it would be, I guess, of course, that the, the more unique one is coronavirus, of course, but the other ones would be, you know, those things that are, on, you know, ongoing kind of obstacles, I guess, um, you know, like uh, uh, bad reviews or, or, or problems with uh, Seller Central, that, that type of thing that it's kind of constant, <laughs> basically. What happened with the bad reviews? Oh yeah, well I, I did get a, a couple, I think, and I'm pretty sure it was from competitors. But then when I tried to, of course, call uh, Amazon seller and, and try to explain this, I mean, there's not much you can. I mean, as as you guys uh, know, Seller Central can sometimes be seller, uh, seller support. Actually, can sometimes be a pain. Uh, most of the times, it is actually, <laughs> um, and so that. But I mean, nothing major um, until coronavirus, basically. So then you just had to grin and bear it with those bad reviews, like they're still on there and, and did you lose sales from it or? Uh, I think it, it, they did affect my conversion rate, but I just focused on, on basically selling more to get um, more reviews, basically. Okay. You said you launched a couple of products, like what kind of launching yeah. strategy did you have? I actually, I think I did basically, well, I did a, a ton of PPC, of course, and I did, I did a, a few giveaways here and there. Uh, just to rank, basically. Okay, so um, so it wasn't like you're just doing random products, but you're actually trying to build a, a, a brand on Amazon. Oh, no, I actually, I mean, there are, there are different, um, there are products in different niches, but um, what I mean is, yes, I only have one account and it's under one same brand. But uh, no, I haven't been focusing on just choosing a niche. Okay. One single All right, niche. cool. All right, let's go on to uh, Simon. Simon uh, from Florida here. I remember the last time we had talked, uh, you know, you were, you had a product that I believe you were, doing off of Amazon and then you were just trying to get it on Amazon. Do I, do I have that kind of correctly there? Yeah. Um, I developed a product, I remanufactured it and I was selling it in parallel, uh, with Shopify, Shopify, and also doing an Amazon launch. So you caught me right as I was getting the product, um, into the, 
fulfillment center. So yeah. Okay. Now, if I recall correctly, that also was it was a fairly competitive niche that you're in. So so how did that work out? Like, what was it? Was it uh, pretty difficult to to overcome the competition in that niche? Because you didn't start out like what what you had done was not the traditional private label where where somebody maybe uses helium ten and tries to find something that has, you know, no competition because you already actually had an existing off Amazon product and you're just trying to bring that on Amazon. So what kind of struggles did you run into being in a competitive niche like that? Yeah, definitely. It was, it was very competitive, very competitive niche, um, topical pain relief. Um, that was mm-hmm. a very challenging battle, um, especially with trying to do PPC and giveaways and rankings. So to get to the top of the page, I, I think I was on page one for a little bit. And, um, you know, I got some good traction, but it's really challenging when you're competing against guys with like tons of marketing budgets, uh, like a large marketing budget. So I, I learned my lesson there. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was one of the major challenges. Okay. Now on the show, you had told us that before you started on Amazon, you were doing like about you know, grossing about $5,000 a month just on Shopify, like running Facebook ads. Did you keep up that, that Shopify or do you kind of scale down how much activity you were doing on there? I definitely scaled down that activity because the ad costs and the shipping costs increased. So that wasn't super sustainable. I've implemented more of a strategic email marketing strategy, which has helped a little bit, but right now it's all organic and I'm not driving any traffic to either. Okay. Okay. So did Amazon ever overtake your Shopify sales or to this day, do you still do more on Shopify than Amazon? It's pretty close, but I've done more on Shopify to be honest. And that's a lot uh, because of uh, the Facebook ads. Um, But I would say for a little bit, when I was on page one, I was doing better on Amazon, but there's also a lot of different costs uh, associated with that, like the Amazon costs. All right. So what's your, like your biggest you know, regret of the last year and maybe biggest success that you've had with starting on Amazon? Biggest, biggest regret I would say is going into a niche that is very competitive and trying to create like a whole new product ca- category. I mean, just for, for me, at least, um, that was a challenging one and also expensive. Um, biggest lesson learned, I think biggest outcome is just getting really becoming more effective at copywriting and email marketing. Um, probably not so much email marketing with the Amazon, but uh, you know, I, I got to also connect with a lot of really cool people like yourself uh, getting into the Amazon space. So I think that was a that was a positive outcome. Absolutely, absolutely. So now, what you know, Adriana says like you know, uh, Amazon is her sole income now. What, what percent of your income, like overall of what you do to sustain yourself actually comes from your e-commerce or, you know, like either Shopify and Amazon, is that a hundred percent of what the money you're making or you still have other things that take up the majority of what your income is? Yeah. So as far as income breakdown, Shopify and Amazon are just sort of passive right now. And I've actually pivoted to more of a consulting, uh, business service model in the copywriting and, uh, email marketing automation space. So using those same skills that I learned from Amazon and Shopify, just writing sales pages, writing email copy, building the system, 
that's what I'm focused on now is helping uh, product creators scale their revenue uh, with sales pages and emails. So that's where I've, I've moved my attention. Cool, cool. So here we got we got a contrast so far. We got Adriana who who in in one year replaced her her full time job. We've got Simon a little bit halfway uh, through there. He's like you know this is his passive income gives him some uh, extra money and it's not his main hustle. So there's no you know one right or wrong way. So that's that's cool that we have two different outcomes here. So we'll we'll come back to you in a little bit, uh, Simon. Let's go now to uh, Mayana. How's it going, Mayana? Good. How are you? I'm doing delightful talking to my my BFFs here, my three BFFs here. Now, uh, <laughs> originally from the original episode, I remember you know you were into like catering and you were a vlogger on YouTube and, and you were really excited about about the Amazon opportunity. You know you were taking different courses and and starting to look for products. Now, what about you? Did you ever launch a, a product this last year on Amazon? No. Um, first of no. all, all I right. didn't That's no really take any courses. Oh, I I, looked I thought you said you had like, to you had studied some courses. Not really. I looked into uh, I think it was Kevin King course. Mm -hmm. I was looking into that, and just not really much all into um, the courses. So, uh, and my main point was to save up the money to start the business, the FBA business. But I, um, you know, before the coronavirus came, I didn't really get. Um, up to the savings that I wanted to. It was interesting to me because like uh, out of this whole group and out of like a lot of people I know, you were doing like all the right things. Like you said, you were looking into Freedom Ticket. I saw you a couple times at actual Amazon events and conferences and 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 things like that. So like you seemed yeah. really yeah. inspired. What oh, was yeah. your ops like? Sure. What, what made you stop like actually just taking that dive and going out and getting a product? Because you seemed to be all in last year. Oh, yes. So I was uh, in Vegas with you guys, right? It was really, really inspiring and uh, a great, great experience for sure. And I really wanted to go all in, like I said. But the main reason that I didn't go forward was because of the coronavirus and because I didn't have enough money to start. But I, even though I didn't have enough money to start, if it wasn't for the coronavirus, I would have, like, you know, gone forward. But uh, so, yeah, this was the main reason. So not enough money, but that's that's probably was it. Yeah, I, I remember you sending messages, you know, around to you. You were like struggling a little bit with the product research. Like you were wondering about where to source, you know, like you were looking in, if I believe, like Vietnam and, and also China, yeah. you know, and you just right, couldn't right. like really make a decision on a product. Now, I believe you had stopped doing your catering. And so obviously you're not making money on Amazon. So how have you been been making money lately? Oh, uh, I've been driving for Uber. Yeah. And oh, made pretty okay. good money. So that was also probably one of the reasons why I said, oh God, okay. You know, I still make really good money and, uh, oh, should I, you know, um, go all in. But the thing is, um, for two reasons. So I still have like some debt I have to pay off. So mm -hmm. I... I was at the Canton Fair and I was in Vietnam. I looked into products and like I said, I was about to order my first product. I was not 100% sure uh, if the money that I got was enough, but I was about to do it. Um, so it was not all like I, I really, really stopped because of the virus. You haven't given up completely 
on no, the Amazon idea. No, 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 it's no. just okay. Yeah, and like I always said, if I have like let's say ten k, you know, that I can use for it, I would do it. It's not that I totally like lost interest in it, but mm-hmm. it's just not the right time now because I want to pay some debt off and uh, also want to finish my bachelor thesis, what, what I'm working on right now. And after okay. these things, yeah, I'm open to it. I'm still open to it. It's not that I totally say I I didn't write it off completely. All right. All right. I'm going to come back to you for closing comments in just a minute. I want to go back to each one here and talk about their goals for the next little bit. Let's see, Adriana, are you back with us? I want to go ahead and talk about what the rest of 2020 is going to hold for you. So Adriana, you've, you were able to replace your income with Amazon. I'm sure you're not satisfied just there. So what's your goals for the next year? Like if if we have you back on in 2021, what would you love to be able to tell us? Yeah, well, I I want to continue growing uh, my brand, um, adding more products, of course. Uh, I just, yeah. So hopefully by, by next year, I will have uh, more products. So that that's, I guess it sounds simple, but you know, um, all the work that comes from, from it, but, uh, yeah, basically adding more products to my, to my brand. Okay. So do, do you have any like numbers as far as your goals is always like, Hey, I would love to be, to be grossing, you know, X amount, or I would love to be profiting this amount. Like, do you, have you written down any goals that, that for yourself? Yes. Um, I have actually, um, and, um, yeah, hopefully, by next year, I can tell you that uh, I reached that and um, even, you know, gain more from that. A- any of these goals you want to share with us in specific? Uh, maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're kind of cheating. I wanted to put you on the spot because then, then you'd be more, uh, you'd be more motivated <laughs> to reach it since thousands of people are going to hear it. All right. So, I mean, yeah. you've done, you've done great. <laughs> Congratulations on being able to, to, you know, to stop your full-time job and, and wish you the best of success. Gianna, let's go to, to Simon now. Simon, have you are, are you just like, hey, I'm not going to expand my brands anymore on Amazon. I'm just going to to concentrate on this consulting thing and keep Amazon as kind of this passive uh, income on the side. Or do you have some goals to expand out what you're doing on Amazon right now? No goals on expanding on Amazon right now. I, I like the idea of creating the product and it was a great experience. I, I love creating products. Um, I think there's a little bit more leverage, at least for me, in the in the service based business, which I'm exploring. Um, so I'm going to keep my e-commerce on sort of on autopilot for now, and spend all my time on the consulting and copywriting business, which I really love, by the way. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, let's go on to Mayana. What about you, Mayana? What's your plan for Amazon? You just said uh, a few minutes ago that you definitely weren't going to completely give up, but do you still plan to maybe launch on Amazon this year? No, this year probably not. I, I don't think so. Um, still working on the your your bachelors and and getting right. some debts paid off. But what about by this time next year? Probably, probably because I want to go to um, Asia like for three four months next year. So let's see what happened. I have no idea and I don't want to say anything yet. You know, like last year, it's like, oh, I'm going to go on. And then nothing happened. So, well, yeah. not nothing happened. But, you know, sometimes life doesn't happen the way you plan it to, you know. So it's it's okay. You just have to be smart about 
how to arrange everything so it makes sense for you. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. I think everybody. I mean, I, I obviously could not plan this. I am not a. I am not a prophet or anything. But it turned out that we had three different people on this show a year ago, and they all had three different outcomes. Not one I would consider any kind of failure or anything. We've got one end of the spectrum, Adriana, who replaced her full time income with Amazon. We've got Simon, who has now a nice passive income to supplement what his true passion seems like is, you know, which is doing the consulting and, and marketing and, and Amazon's just like a little side hustle. And then we've got Mayana who wasn't able to go all in due to some factors. But here's the thing, guys, not one of these people failed. Not one of these people we could say, oh, this is a bad thing of what you shouldn't do. Success means different things to different people. Success for Mayana, you know, was finishing her bachelor's degree, paying off her debts before maybe getting more into debt on Amazon. And if that's your case, if you're having, the, you know, drawbacks, like if you're in debt and you're like, oh man, I don't want to go more into debt, you know, getting into Amazon, that's not a bad thing. Wait, you know, Amazon opportunity is going to be there, right? If you're like Simon, maybe you're more passionate about, about something else, you know, maybe don't dedicate all your time to Amazon, keep Amazon as a side hustle, nothing wrong with that. Or if you're like Adriana, who just, you know, decided to replace her full-time income and has been able to scale her business with that in mind, hey, there's another example of another path that you can take. So the, the main key I want to give out here is that, you know, make your own path, do what success means for you. And we've got Adriana, Simon, and Mayana here who are perfect examples of that. So, so guys, thank you so much for joining us. And I definitely want to see where you guys are at in, in 2021. And let's keep in contact. Thanks, Bradley. Thanks, Bradley. All right. See you guys later. Okay. So we just had the three individuals who were on last year's episode. Now, what I wanted to do was talk to three new people who are at different stages, but are all brand new. And I believe none of them actually have a live product on Amazon yet. So a little bit different. Last year, we had Adriana who already had one product and I believe Simon who had just started with one. But now we've got three people who I've met through the Facebook groups and they are all ready to go on their Amazon journey. So let's first go ahead and I'd love you two guys to introduce yourself. Just say, you know, your name, where you're from and, you know, where you're at right now in your Amazon journey. What's up, guys? Uh, Chris, I'm from San Antonio, Texas, and I got about a month left before my product reaches uh, Amazon warehouses. I came across y'all's uh, Project X, and I honestly was like looking for for something for a while, and then I came across Project X, and that really resonated with me, and and things started clicking, and that's how I found my first product. Hi there, my name is Anto. I'm Romanian, but live in New Jersey, and I have about a month and a half, two months till my product reaches Amazon warehouse. Nice, nice. All right. And um, I'm going to struggle with this name because my sister-in-law is named Noemi, but I believe the way to pronounce it is Noemi here, right? Go ahead and introduce yourself and say your name the way it's supposed to be, supposed to be said, and then let us know where you're, where you're at. Yeah. So hi, my name is Noemi. And um, yeah, I'm currently, I'm also Romanian as Anto, and I'm living in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And in two weeks, our product should hit the Amazon warehouse. Anto. What motivated you to, to look for the Amazon opportunity or how did you find it? And what are your short and long-term goals with Amazon? Well, I had some friends uh, that actually live in uh, LA that they were already selling on Amazon and they told me about it. And about that time, the Freedom Ticket on Helium 10 came out and I started watching it and I'm like, hmm, this sounds interesting. So I started studying and studying and studying, but the pro my problem was the my my 
how to put it, I didn't have enough confidence in me. That's when I started joining the groups on Facebook and that helped me. So my short term, I don't really have a short term target with Amazon. I only have a long, long term target pretty much to to sell this business in the upcoming three, four years. Like I'm going to watch this as a real business, not just pocket money or whatever, what other people want to do with this. I want to be able to sell this business in three, four years from now. That's my ultimate target. All right, cool, cool. Thank you very much for sharing. Noemi, uh, what, what about you? How did you find out about the uh, Amazon opportunity and what was your, what was your reasoning for, for jumping into this and, and what's your short and long-term goals? Yeah, so Amazon, I kind of like uh, been dabbling in Amazon for the past two, three years. It's just that it, it's like, it took a lot of time, I think, for me to like start. Uh, because we just recently also moved from Europe and um, we were in Austria and somehow like also got so many friends who were like all about talking about things, but not really doing things, you know, and got this negative mindset also. And like everything was so hard to do. So once that we moved here, it was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And it's really working like in two, three months, really did more than the past two, three years. So um yeah, basically, I, I learned a lot of things. I also like been doing uh, like account management, like vendor account management. So I'm also on that part and branding and marketing. So for me, it's not quite new. It's just it's my first PL product, basically. And okay. All right. And what's your what's your goal for it? The goal for it, it's like financial freedom, basically. And also... Okay. Hey. That's good. <laughs> and also for me, it's really important to like, I'm building a brand, like I'm really in it for, for, for good. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm really building a brand and I really like hope that it's going to be like, I, as, as much as depends on me, I'm going to do it to skyrocket. So that's hopefully that's a, a good enough answer for my goals. Regarding. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. Let's go back to Chris. Chris, what's your, what's your day job or what, what's your main for, source of income right now? Yeah, so I'm all over the board. I do some wedding photography. I do some acting stuff up in Austin. Um, and sometimes I do like personal training stuff. I'm just everywhere. Cool. cool. I, really so, value, I really value the free time. Cause, so because like auditions, they'll come like 24 hours before. Um, mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to do all that when you have a, a nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you don't have a, a traditional nine to five at, at this no. time. You're already kind of semi-living a fair, fairly free free life, but probably what you're looking for is a little bit more of, of a stable income because you could have one acting job and a, it'll make you a month's worth of money, but then maybe go two months without something, I imagine. Right, no and I'm, I was saying earlier before you got on the call, I'm pretty tired of the rice and beans diet. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, I personally could never get tired of rice and beans, but that, that's just me. <laughs> Now, just a question for you, uh, and I think this is important. You know, we had you guys uh, didn't uh, hear the first part of the episode because that was a separate line that we were recording on. But you know, we had somebody who who it's been a year, and she actually didn't jump in. You know, she was all set. She was doing. You know, Mayana uh, was doing all the right stuff, going to conferences and and studying Freedom Ticket and and networking, and even went on a sourcing trip. But she actually never ended up getting into Amazon yet. Uh, she kept delaying it. Now, you, I believe you said you already ordered your product, and it's already ready going to happen uh you know project x was only about three months you know two through two three months ago it ended so what's the difference between you like what, what how are you able to just say hey i'm gonna i'm gonna commit to, uh to to doing this like did you set yourself like a personal deadline or or 
what, what's the difference between someone like you and maybe somebody else who, who puts it off? And there's nothing wrong with putting it off, but I'm just curious as to the difference here. Yeah. Um, I mean, my impulse, my first response that comes to mind is like guilt. Like I, I'm very, like if I don't feel productive or if I don't get things done that I know I should get done, like I can't enjoy myself doing anything else. And so like, I'm very list oriented, like I'll wake up and I'll make a list of like the things I need to do and just try to one by one get through them before I can do anything else for the day. So I think it's more of like a temperamental issue for me. Okay. Uh, how much are, are you investing in your first product? Uh, let's say close to, close to 5,000. Okay. All right. And you said you, you know, project X kind of inspired you. Or mm. so did you use some methodology as far as the product research goes from there, uh, for yeah. finding this product? Yeah. So the thing that was really frustrating for me with the program that I had is like, I just, I didn't feel comfortable spending all that money uh, to get a product that was already offered a billion times. And as soon as I started understanding through y'all's uh, Project X, that it was, ba it was about keywords and not about the specific product, things just started clicking. And it was about, you know, finding a product that's not necessarily offered, or there's not that much competition, but people are looking for. Um, and so, and it, it makes me feel more secure in, I mean, I guess risking is the right word, but like putting that money down instead of just like putting it down on a product that's offered already a billion times on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you doing anything differently to, to maybe differentiate yourself from, you know, the few existing competitors out there or, or what, how, how did you, how did you ideate the actual production of your product? Did you just take something that was already a factory was already making and just a hundred percent, you're just slapping your label on it or, or did you give them any direction as far as changing it up a little bit? Yeah. So for the most part, without giving too much away, I think I think the size plays a huge factor and the material. Um, but I've been I've been pretty blessed, lucky enough to come across some solid keywords where there's not really any competition. The only competition is some merchant sellers. Um, but what something that is frustrating though is like I'll be checking the keywords and I'll see like someone's running a test on my keywords, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so I definitely know like it will eventually have more competition, but as of right now, um, that's not something that I've really had to, had to deal with. And I went and on like Alibaba, like I went ahead and found, I had to like ask for it to be specifically made and stuff. Okay. That's good. That's good. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be a cookie cutter, cookie cutter product. Let's go on to, uh, Anto now. Now, Anto, I believe you had told me before you, you had, you know, pretty, always had pretty decent income. You, you have a lot of rental properties, you know, back in Romania and, and you had some, some jobs at restaurants in, in New York. Now during coronavirus, I'm assuming your, your rental, you know, your rental income, but you know, was still coming in, but, but any, any, your other, your, your jobs in New York there, you haven't been able to do right. That came to a complete halt. Yes, that they closed down on the 16th of March and they don't believe that they're going to open the next five months from now. Wow. Okay. So that was a big, a big, uh, loss on what you, you know, what, what your regular monthly income was. And I imagine. Yeah, pretty much all my plans for the near future got ruined. <laughs> now, now did that kind of inspire you to really go in like, Hey man, I, this coronavirus thing, it's affected my main income. Had I been selling on Amazon, I wouldn't have, have had such a big impact. Did, did that play a role in, in you like really getting on the ball and making sure that you're ready to order your first product? Or did you always plan on launching around this time? No, that was the decisive point. 
that was the the point where I said, okay, then my next step is Amazon because I didn't see any other exit from this situation that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I don't think you've decided a hundred percent on your product yet, but as far as the ones that you have found that you're thinking about ordering, went into your decision making process or or walk us through how you did your product research. Well, obviously, I've run the the helium ten X ray. Uh, no, actually, I started yeah through the black box, and I I came across a couple of products, and I I've ran the competitors, and I saw the reviews, and I saw that there was only pretty much one competitor that was on making the most sales, and everybody was just copying his product. So what I did, I actually changed my product into a better product based on the reviews, and as Chris said, the size had a big factor because the way they're paying a, a very big FBA fee. So the way I, I want to make, I want to make my product, and I base my, I order my, my my samples on that is making it smaller. So from a fifteen dollar FBA fee, I'm gonna go towards twelve, thirteen dollars. And over time, that, that that definitely adds up. Yeah, I mean, it's three three dollars. <laughs> yeah, people don't people don't realize like every dollar saved, mm-hmm. it's a dollar in your pocket. That's what people need to know because it, it, it you do ten ten sales a day. That's ten extra dollars. And so, so, so did on. you use like the profitability calculator and just start like playing with those numbers to see at what point you would save, you would get like a break on the shipping or how did, how did you do that? That's exactly what I did. <laughs> I just played around with the weight of the product, with the everything, everything. And I came like, and now I have the design and I have the way to package it. So it lowers my cost on the fees. That's a first. And mm-hmm. then you have to improve what everybody else is selling. So I went through, I think, 3,000 reviews with Helium 10, obviously, <laughs> with the analyzer. And, uh, yeah, I, I made my product better. I give okay. to people what they want to have. And now you're, you know, you had a lot of money, uh, you know, saved up. You've been saving up to do something you had said. And and so your budget is actually pretty big for for this launch. Like, how, how much do you think you're going to invest you know, based on what you know the cost to be and, and what maybe the MOQ is, uh, what, what's your budget like for this first product launch? <laughs> for this product, first product launch is somewhere with everything, with the launch, with everything, uh, between twenty dollars $25,000 just for my first order, not having con- into consideration my next order. Okay, and, and the reason is, is it like a, a more expensive retail product? Like what's the retail range of this product that you're looking into? Uh, it's between 55 and $65. Oh, wow. Okay. So did you find that when you're doing your product research, that because you had the bigger budget and looking at more expensive products, that you were able to find more opportunity there with the more expensive product like that? Definitely. There's, there's demand and there's very low competition. Like overall, I have, I think... Two more people launched in the past month somehow. Uh, but yeah, around five competitors, six competitors. Okay. My product. All right. Very interesting. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. A lot of, it's a lot of search volume, like on the keywords. It's a lot of search volume. Okay, good. Well, I'm going to come back to it in a little bit to, to get your closing comments. But Noemi, uh, what about you? So what I, 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 you know, looking at your Instagram, you're actually a, a musician, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, like you can even download your music on Spotify and Apple and stuff. Is that was that your main income before, or what was your main income? Yes, that was my income. So for the past ten years, I've been a professional music producer, and that's what I've been doing for yeah the past ten years. And towards uh, yeah, as I was saying about financial freedom, I guess um, um, even if like as, as a music producer, it was my passion, and I was like 
completely like blown away that I, as, as you were mentioning in, in the podcast about how you become you, you know, so it's, I was blown away to be paid for uh, something that I really love to do. Uh, in the same time, it was always like I'm doing the same effort for something that is paid way, way less than it would be like if I would have my own business. So uh, that's when I just went for it. I, I said like, okay, there's, it's only a few zeros between me and I don't know, Jeff Bezos or whoever, you know, and that's really the mentality, you know, like thinking of your only few zeros away. You can do the exact same thing. It's just think big. That, that would be my. Um. <laughs> okay. All right, cool, cool. So what, what about you for, how did you, I mean, you said your, your product is almost ready to, to, you know, get to Amazon. So how did you find that, that product? What was your product research strategy? Yeah, so my product research strategy actually was to find a more expensive product. I already have a quiet following on Instagram. So I already had a brand somehow built up and now I brought the product for them. But I wanted to have a more expensive product. When I've seen how much it would cost me, the more expensive product, it would be something that uh, Anto was saying around 20, 25,000. So all the money that, it, that I am investing now in the product, it's like if, I'm spend, if I lose everything, it's, it doesn't affect me. So this was the idea that I wanted to have also for like budget-wise, to invest as much money as if you are losing everything, it's fine, you know? So uh, I, I went to a lower end product and through branding, I'm trying to uh, do my best and through also the social media presence and also through the connection that they built already to uh, make this product possible to sell. Cool, cool. Yeah, you mentioned Instagram. I know that, you know, I looked at some of your Instagram accounts and some of them even have like 100,000 followers and, and more. Now, how do you grow that? Like, I mean, we, we could probably make a whole episode just about that, but just briefly, it's interesting, I think, because you, you kind of grew these Instagram accounts with, you, you have did like opposite, you know, a lot of people think, Hey, I'm going to build a brand. Uh, I'm going to build a, a product and then I'm going to build a, a brand or a social media around mm -hmm. my already launched product. But you kind of did it the opposite way. You're like, Hey, I know how to build Instagram audiences. So I'm going to build this audience. And then now I'll have this big network. I can instantly market to from day one. And I think that's really cool, but just the Instagram only side, like how does one grow an Instagram account that is catered to a niche, even without a product? Patience, <laughs> I guess patience. So I've been building these accounts for the past two, three years um, without being necessarily paid for anything what I'm doing. Yes, of course, I did like some kind of deals and then like it, it made a bit of money, but it's, it's not like everyone is saying, I'm going to teach you how to make 1K per month with Instagram and all those kind of stuff. No, this is what's really strategy. And what I find so far that helped the accounts grow as much is, uh, I know it sounds cheesy, but offering value in sense of offering a community there to be uh, present and to, for example, the strategy now is to share whoever is going to tag uh, one of our profiles, for example. Now this is for the cat's account. Uh, I'm in the pet niche, so <laughs> I, am, I am able to say that it's for the cat's account. And I, I think that's, that's also helping because it's um, marketing through word of mouth. And I think that's still the best solution how to grow in this case. So um, did that answer your question? Yeah, excellent, excellent. I, I think that's, uh, that's, very, that's very helpful. And, and that's something unique that we've never really talked about here on this show. We've talked about Instagram, but building Instagram first, I think that's a unique uh, take on things. Uh, let's go back to uh, Chris now. Chris, what's your launch strategy going to be? Do you have that planned out already? 
Yeah, so I'm still trying to really figure that out. Um, I'm, obviously, it's going to be PPC, but I'm I'm thinking that I'm really going to spend my first. I'm breaking it into a couple phases. I think the first phase I'm really just going to focus on my longer tail keywords and my main keywords, and spend like maybe three or four weeks really refining that. And then from there, uh, maybe order more more inventory. But for the second phase, start to target like the bigger keywords and the the more decor related keywords because. When I take the longer KLT words that identify my product very specifically, it adds up to almost over 15,000 uh, searches a month. Okay. And so I don't want to bite off more than I can chew at first. So I think I'm going to start off slow. All right, cool. Now, what's your your goal for, for the rest of 2020 and then the first half of 2021? So we're definitely going to have you three on this episode next year to see how you did but what would you like to be able to tell all the listeners about what you accomplished these 12 months well definitely for my first product i really just want to i mean it sounds cheesy but i really just want to learn like i really want to understand how this whole process works um financially in terms of uh, sales like how many units i would probably like to get to close to seven to ten units per day really establish my first product and uh, by this time next year, I would like to at least have a second product on the way, if not a third and fourth. Nice, nice. All right, let, let me ask the same questions to uh, to uh, Anto here. Like, for, for, first of all, what what's your launch uh, and or PPC strategy going to be once you have your product in Amazon? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the obviously the PPC. I'm gonna target the roots of my product with the lower search volume, same as Chris, because that would cost me less, and then I will establish what my product is on Amazon. So Amazon knows exactly what I'm selling. Uh, probably I'm going to run some rebates, some search fund buys, and from many chats, that's still debatable because I don't master that yet. Okay. And then what about you? Like this time next year, what would you like to be able to, to tell everybody about what you accomplished in the previous 12 months? Hopefully if I do a, a very good job and if I... Yeah, if I if I do my job right, hopefully by next year I'll have like two or three products. I will have a brand, and yeah, that's that's what I would like to do like by next year. Two, three more products, maybe four, five. <laughs> Ooh, I love it! I love it. Ambitious. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's what I like to do. All right, let me go to uh, Noemi now. All right, what about you? Like, uh, I think you're actually the closest because your your product uh, you said is almost there to Amazon. So. I know you're in Carlos Alvarez group. That's actually where I met you when I was on one of those calls. And so are you using the one of the Carlos strategies for like, let's say, getting the reviews, like maybe using Yelp or another method? Or, or how are you planning to get your first reviews? And also, to how, uh, what's your launch strategy going to be? I love how you put it, the Carlos Alvarez method. So yeah, shout out to Wizards of Amazon, Carlos, Gabe, um, Alfred, Alexis. Um, yeah, love you guys. <laughs> Um, yeah, so mine is something very similar to what already Ant and Chris was saying. Uh, besides, mine would be because it's social media based, so I already contacted influencers who are willing to just test the product for me and yeah, to, to bring like pictures, make pictures, make small video, video make uh, like they're going to uh, post a picture with the, the product and tag. So for me, it would be much more on, on that side because already I know how to work with influencers. So, um, yeah, this would be my strategy besides what Chris and Anto was also saying. So that's an extra for me. Okay, cool. And then what would you like to be able to say 12 months from now about what you accomplished? Mm -hmm. You were mentioning uh, the Wizards of Amazon and Carlos. So they have these uh, two weeks meetings, like each second week. And they have this limit of uh, 100k per month. 
that you have to do at least that to, to be able to participate. So I want to get in. <laughs> I want to get in there. And yeah, if this product, the first product is working well, definitely I want to scale as much as possible and like to grow as fast and as best as possible. So uh, bring more products, more products, more products. I already have like a list of like five, six products that I know for sure I want to bring. Now I only need the budget. for it. So that's the plan. Sweet, sweet. All right, cool. Guys, this, this has been a great episode so far. You know, at the beginning of the episode, we talked about the, the three different ones that we had on a year ago, and each of them had a different outcome uh, from what their maybe original goals was. You know, we had Adriana who was able to replace her income, her, her full-time income with Amazon in the last year. We had Simon who was just totally cool with uh, having Amazon just stay as a side hustle along with with Shopify and while he concentrates on things that are more of his passion. And then we had Mayana who did like everything right, but she she just never wanted to like jump in yet, never thought it was the right time. And that's totally fine too. You know, you, you gotta do it when it's the right time for you. And she still has Amazon as her goal. But the main point of those three, I want everybody to know is that again, we talked about this in Project X, but success means different things to different people. Don't let what other people say or don't let what YouTube videos say define what success means for you. It's different for every person. Not one of those three original ones that we had was sad, right? You never, you didn't hear them with a lot of regrets that they were all happy with what they're doing right now. And at the end of the day, that's what you've got to do too. Now, here in this episode, we talked to uh, Chris, who, you know, he, he might be in the next blockbuster movie as, a, as an actor. We don't know what's going to happen with him, but I think he's going to get famous on, on Amazon instead. Or maybe he's going to be on Amazon Prime, the new Amazon Prime TV show. We don't know. But, but Chris, he took action. I mean, he just watched Project X, what, two months ago, and he's already got his product on the water right now and is going to arrive at Amazon soon because he decided to take action and he's got some great goals set up for him. We've got Anto who was hit hard from her regular income from the coronavirus and she decided instead of just sitting back and, and going through that cycle again, she's like, what can I do to kind of safeguard myself against something like this happening again? How can I get some income that's not gonna be affected by a pandemic? And, and she's got some interesting insights on going for really expensive products so that there's less competition. We've got Noemi who had like a long-term goal. I mean, it looks like she's been thinking about going on Amazon for almost three years. And because of that, she was able to build up these, these Instagram accounts that have more than 100,000 followers that are going to be able to help her launch right away. So there's another, you know, Mayana could be like that. Again, you don't have to start right away on Amazon if you have a, a kind of a long-term plan. So thank you, Chris, Anto, and and. Noemi, Chris now all of a sudden wants to go to Romania because he's like, all these cool people from Romania are here. Um, so I, I, he's got to go visit over there. But uh, uh, thank you guys for joining. And please keep in contact with me to let me know of your, you know, of your journey. And then absolutely, I want to bring you guys back next year. And if if you are, are not, you know, each of you talked about your goals. If you don't hit your goals that you just mentioned on the show, you know, don't worry about it. I still want you guys to come back because no matter what, whatever you guys went through, I guarantee thousands of our listeners are going through the same thing. And we want to know what your struggles were, what your successes are. So thank you three for coming on the show and please come back next year. <laughs> thank you awesome. so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Cool.